how do you get from the earth to the moon? That was the question that was raised. And for the next 10 years, from 1960 to 1969, hundreds of people worked on that dream. Hundreds of people came together to answer that question. How do you get a person from here to there? They went through Mercury and Gemini missions and an Apollo 1 mission that ended in tragic failure when the command module caught on fire in January 1967 on the launch pad. Apollo's uh, missions 7 and 9 orbit around the Earth to test components of the limb and other things. And Apollo's 8 through 10 orbited around the moon to test components to make sure everything was going to go well. But it was on July the 20th, 1969, that three men, that all of us, we know their names, landed in the Sea of Tranquility. And there, Armstrong, he said, this is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. How do you get a person from the earth to the moon? Well, not by leaps, but by small steps. What Armstrong described as a giant leap was really, in fact, a series of small steps that happened over the past 10 years to get him and the other gentleman who was riding in the limb to that moment, to that moment in time. What we've been talking about in this series called Destinations is that Every direction has a destination, and it's our direction that determines our destination. It's what path we're on will determine where we're going to end up. We know that when it comes to geography and hiking and so many other things driving down the road in our cars. But many times we have a disconnect when it comes to our life because all of us, we choose paths. You choose paths for your relationships. You and I choose financial paths. We choose paths with dealing with our parents or dealing with our children. We choose paths with dating. We all choose paths. And many times the paths that we choose and where we want to end up are going the opposite direction. We've been saying during the past five weeks that it's our direction, not our intention, determines our destination. And I want to add one more component to that today. And I, I want to add the component of time. I want to add the component of time. If you and I set out and we wanted to drive to California immediately after this service, we would get together, even if we didn't, we wouldn't have to pack. We could just get in the car and go. And you could drive to California. And you would see signs littered all over the interstate. Uh, east, west, north, or south, depending upon which path you take. You would see some that said yield. You might see a stop sign. You might see some one ways. But all of us, we would see signs that would either be pointing us towards the right direction or saying, you're going the wrong way, turn around. Here's the thing about it, though. When we choose to get in the car to go to California, we don't get there overnight. It takes a long time. It's a long trip. In fact, you get 
from Clarksville, Tennessee to Los Angeles, California by getting in the car, going in the right direction, but you spend time in the car going in a consistent direction. You go from here to there, not by giant leap, but by small steps or by mile markers. You go with time and consistency. Now, what I want to talk about to you today is this weird idea that we grow in leaps. You see, if I wanted to get to that stool over there, I could jump as much as I wanted to to get there, but I'm not going to get there in one big leap, am I? How many of y'all believe I can get there in one big leap? Wow. You need some glasses. Throw that there. Gravity loves me. So if I take a huge leap, I'm not going to get there. How I will get there, though, is by taking small steps towards that goal. Over time and consistent steps will get you where you want to go. And that's exactly how it is to get a person from the earth to the moon. It takes steps, small steps going in the right direction. Because every step you take determines the person you're going to become to tomorrow. Let me repeat that. Every step that you take today is going to determine the person that you're going to become tomorrow. All of us, we have goals of the of a person we want to be like or emulate. We want to be, some of us, you have goals and you created, I mean, when December 31st switched over to January 1st, you You had goals and you had hopes and you had dreams and all this stuff. You may have intentions of going there, but if you don't go down that same path consistently over time, you're never going to reach there. It takes small steps to grow, not giant leaps. Because every step you take today is going to determine the person you're going to become tomorrow. Let me give you a couple of examples. First, negative examples, because those are always easy to spot out, and then we'll go positive here in a sec. Let's talk about briefly pornography. You see, many of us guys, but we've talked about it, and over the past couple of weeks, some of you have texted and you said, Hey, ladies struggle with this as well. You see, none of us, we go into that false intimacy, we just kind of fall into it. But after a while, and going to a place, so often and so often and so often, your relationship becomes shallow because you filled it up, the bottom of your heart up with junk. And you really can't even focus and have a true intimate relationship with a real person. It's only with a screen. That happens one step at a time. One click at a time. Another one. Let's say smoking. You know, the we see on the, the cartons of cigarettes and on the back it says, you know, that it's not good for us. But many times when we, well, one's not going to hurt us. And you're probably right, it won't. But it, many times it never does just end with one. It's a choice to light up day after day after day. And after a while, we've went, time has elapsed and we went down a, a certain path. And all of a sudden we get surprised when we have lung cancer or emphysema or a host of other medical problems. Or let's go even farther than that, lying or cheating. 
you know, all of us have lied, all of us have cheated. In fact, I remember growing up in my generation, you know, cheating, everybody did it. And I can't even imagine how teenagers today, they probably don't think cheating is, is anything. Not, not that big of a deal. But here's the thing. All of us, when we make small decisions to lie, even though we don't want to ever be considered a liar, if we lie long enough, eventually you will be known as a liar. Or if you cheat long enough, you will be known as a cheater. And you think, well, there's no consequences to that. Because you're dodging the system. The problem is, you go to maybe get your master's degree, and let's say, okay, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And you go and you cheat your way through, but one day, you're going to be standing in front of a judge, or you're going to be in front of a patient, and you're going to be wondering, do I really know what I'm doing? I know Jim knows what he did. Those are the answers that I copied. Eventually, it will catch up with you. And you will be known as a liar or a cheater because every step you take today determines the person that you will become tomorrow. Now, let me turn this positive. Some of you, you're here today and you've never been to church before. Or maybe you had not been to church in forever. And you show up and you're like, okay, this is kind of, you know, I think I need to start coming back to God. And you look at maybe some of the people up on stage or you look at people who greeted you with a smile at the door and you think, wow, I could never be like that. I could never be like you, Chris. You're too spiritual. And where I'm at, I can't get there. It's too big of a leap. It's, 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 I, I just can't do that. It's unrealistic for me. But I want to squash that right now and let you know that how all of us get closer to God, it doesn't happen by leaps. It happens by small, consistent steps. It happens over time and consistency. That's what I want to talk to you about today, and that is our big idea. Our big idea is this. Following Christ is about steps, not leaps. Can we all say that out loud? Following Christ is about steps, not leaps. Why? Because every step you take today is going to determine the person that you will become tomorrow. So many times we deceive ourselves and we look at a person and we say, I can never be as spiritual as Billy Graham. I can never know God like that person or that person. And you need to know that all of those people that you want to emulate or you hold up on a pedestal, all of them got closer to God. One daily step at a time. So I want to just squash this idea that, you know what, you need to go to a conference or you need to go to, I mean, how many of y'all have teenagers? Right? How many of y'all need prayer? All right, cool. So you see, one of the things that we do, and my parents did for me, and, and, and I had this mindset as well, is if I could just send my kids to church camp, that would fix them. Right? Now, by the way, you've screwed them up for 51 weeks, but let the church, you know, I'm just joking. But, but, but you, you see that mindset, though? And we think if, they, if I could just get them to go to church camp, then they're going to grow by leaps and bounds. And you need to know it doesn't work. Because how many of y'all are adults and went to church camp? Seriously. Okay, I see your hand. I did as well. 
And see, even then, and this is what's so amazing, just by going to camp, at the end of the camp, you would think, well, okay, I've grown closer to God. And in our mindset, it's because we've grown by leaps and bounds, but that's not happened. You went to church camp on Sunday, and you read your Bible. And then you woke up, and on Monday, you know what you did? Read your Bible. And on Tuesday, you know what you did? You read your Bible and prayed. And Thursday, you read your Bible. And at the end of Friday, you're going, man, I feel so close to God. And you think it's because of camp, or God lives at that camp, or, you know, no, 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 no. God does live there, but he, loves, he lives here as well. And the, the secret is once you have a direction, if you consistently over time stay on that, step by step by step, you will get to your desired destination. If you want to be closer to God, all it takes is for you to one daily decision and step at a time. Not a big leap. Now, I want to prove this to you. Because some of you are going, huh, I don't know if I believe that. you know, Or I don't think I could ever be that close to God. I don't feel like I could ever in whatever you think. And I want to show to you from God's word this morning that all great relationships between a person and God starts with a daily step. Not with a leap. So, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Genesis. The word that we want to associate with the book of Genesis is the word beginnings. And guess where Genesis is found? In the beginning of your Bible. It's the very first book. Alright? It's so cool because Genesis, we read about the beginnings of God creating all of this stuff. We, we learn about the, the beginning of, of marriage and husband and wife. We, we have the beginnings of children we have the beginnings of all a lot of good things happening. But we also have the beginning of sin entering into the world because people chose to go their own way and they didn't want to go God's way. So that broke the relationship, the fellowship between people and God. But there were still some people that still wanted to seek after God. And I want to read to you the first one in Genesis chapter 5. Verses 22, 23, and 24. And I want to read to you about a dude by the name of Enoch. Enoch. I love that name. If I had a fourth child, I would name him Enoch. And he would get beat up in middle school. All right. Uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 22 says, Enoch lived in, what are those next two words? Close fellowship with who? With God. Okay. So he lived in close fellowship with God. Well, evidently, he must have had a close fellowship with God because of leaps, because he went to church camp, or because he went to a conference. or because, I mean, is that what it says? He lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. Now, some of you are going, dude, I thought I was old. All right, I turned 40 this week. I'm still accepting birthday cards and things. I'm just joking. You know, sometimes we get to the point where we think, ah, you know, gosh, I'm old. 300? That's old. Now, now some of you are like, how, how did, why did they live that long? Well, back then, sin, when sin entered in the world, it changed everything. And when, up to this point, it's still so close to the act of when they disobeyed. God created Adam and Eve perfectly. So when sin entered the world, uh, it still messed some things up, but they were still fairly close. I mean, they were still pretty, like, perfect human beings. But the longer they lived in sin and they had children and all this stuff, it's like taking a photocopy and when you duplicate a photocopy and you take that photocopy and you duplicate that, then you take that copy and do, after a while, what happens? It starts to degenerate. And that's exactly what happened here. But here, they're still pretty close to the original. So he's, he's living pretty long. 
So he lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons or daughters. Enoch lived 365 years. Now look at this. How did he have a close fellowship with God? What does it say? What is that next word? Walking. How do you walk? Getting crazy. By the way, I'm not drunk. One foot in front of the other. Enoch had a close fellowship with God by walking in close fellowship with God. That's what it says here. Then one day, Enoch disappeared because the God took him. This dude didn't even die. I mean, that's kind of... Now, why did he end that way? That was his destination. How did he get there? Because he was on a path. He was on a direction of day by day walking in close fellowship with God. That's how it happened to Enoch. Here's the thing. Every step you take today is going to determine the person that you're going to become tomorrow. It happened that way with Enoch, and it happened that way with a dude by the name of Noah. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. When I say the word Noah, what do you all think of? Ark, the flood, ark, rain, all of that stuff. So, we read in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, and look at this, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. Now, some of you... You're frustrated because you feel like you're the only godly person at your job. And you're in the minority. This joker was really in the minority. He was the only righteous person living on earth at the time. And he, now look at this, and he did what? And he grew by leaps and bounds. Isn't that what it says? No, no, no. And he walked in close fellowship with God. We grow not in leaps and bounds towards God, but we grow by taking daily consistent steps over time what you're doing now right now will determine the person that you will become one step at a time let me show you the last one also found in the book of Genesis Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 if you have it let's look at it this fellow that we're going to be looking at his name is Abram and God later changed his name to Abraham. Now, how many of y'all have ever heard of Abraham? All right, most of us. Even if you didn't grow up in church, but especially if you grew up in church, there was a silly song. You remember Father Abraham had many sons and many sons, you know, and they, you, you're doing that, you know what I mean? All right, that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing this, you know what I mean? All right, anyway. So we all know of Abraham. We've heard of that fella. But in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, we get to the very beginning, and this is the first time that God has interacted with Abraham, or Abram, where he's now called right now. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, I mean, this is the very beginning. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, leave your relatives, and leave your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. God says, listen, Abram, I'm not going to show you the big picture right now. Abe, what I want you to do is I want you to start packing. Yes, Abraham, what do you want? Um, uh, Where where are we going? I ain't telling you right now. What I need you to do is start packing. Yes, Abraham. Listen, uh, I'm married uh, to a a lady by the name of Sarah, and that's not going to be good enough for her. Sarah needs a plan. Here's your plan. Start packing now. 
You see, isn't that kind of how it is? I mean, God tells us, I want you to take a step. And Abraham's step was start packing. Abraham probably wanted to know where, when, how, why, what road, map, GPS, all of that. And God's like, listen, I, I'm not going to show you the big picture yet. What I'm asking you to do is start packing now. What direction do I need to move in? You don't need to know that. Start packing now, and I will show you. And Abraham starts packing. He gets it all packed up, and he takes one step of obedience towards God. And this one step of obedience towards God leads, it leads him for us, for us to know him huge. I mean, we know Abraham today, 3,000 years later, because he took one step of obedience towards God. Look at verse 2. God's still speaking. He says, Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I mean, how many of y'all want to be famous? How many of y'all are infamous? All right, don't go for infamous. God is telling Abram, listen, one day you will be famous. One day in 2011, there's going to be a group of people hanging out, and they're going to be talking about you, Abram. Now let me tell you how that's going to happen. One step of obedience at a time. You want me to show you everything and throw open, I mean, throw open all the doors so that you can see miles ahead. And I'm asking you, I don't want you to take a leap. I want you to take a step. A step of obedience. When God, when is God going to make him a great nation? Once he packs his bags. Once he starts following God where God is going to take him. Then that's when God says, listen, I'm going to make your name famous. I'm going to make you into a blessing, and you're going to bless other people. So look at verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord instructed. Abraham acted on at that moment because he knew he wanted to become a person later. He knew God was wanting to make him a blessing later. He wanted to be famous later. So in order for that to happen, he had to act today. One small step of obedience. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. 75. Now, here's the problem. I want to say at this point, when God comes and he talks to Abram, he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. In fact, he gives them, he gives them these wonderful word pictures later on. And he says, I'm going, to, I'm going to make your descendants as many, as numerous as the sands on the seashore. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. You wouldn't even be able to count them. And that's great. And Abraham and Sarah going, that's good. The problem is they don't have any children. Sarah couldn't have any kids. And God's saying, I'm going to promise you, I am going to make your name great, and I'm going to make a nation come from you two. And God, God made them this promise, but they had to act on what was coming in the future today. They had to act like tomorrow was today and they had to obey God today because the steps you make today will determine the person that you will become tomorrow. And see, if God is saying today, I want you to do this today, then you better know that he has a plan for you tomorrow and the day after that. But you have to act on it today. After that, did everything go well with Abraham? I mean, do we close the book and say, Abraham lived happily ever after? 
Is that what happens? Absolutely not. Well, let me say this. Two things happened in Abram and Sarah's life. They're 75 years old today. Do you know when they finally got their first child with one another? He was 100 years old. That's what I felt. 100 years old. I mean, they had to wait 25 years to hear what God had to, before it eventually happened. So they had to wait. And, and there was that time, just 25 years of waiting. I mean, some of you, you're not even 25 and you're in here. Can you imagine that? Not only that, but let me tell you what else. Immediately after verse 4 and verse 5, we see Abram and Sarah get into some trouble. They're traveling around. They're bebopping and scatting all over Egypt and Mesopotamia and all this stuff. And they go into some places. And Sarah, even though she was 75, she was goo-goo-goo-goo. She looked good. All right? She looked, she was fine. And as they're going into this town, Abram's looking at Sarah and going, hmm. Listen, we got a problem because these jokers here, there's some mean people here. If they find out that I'm your husband, they're going to kill me to get to you so that they can marry you. So here's what we're going to do, Sarah. I want you to lie and say that I'm your brother. All right, let's pretend like we're from Arkansas. So that's what happens. And they go in and Abram and Sarah tell this lie. Now, why did they tell the lie? Because they didn't trust God. They didn't trust God. And they lied. And God got I mean, he, he took care of it, but God exposed Abraham and Sarah exactly for what they were. They were liars. Did they learn from the mistake? Not really, because it happens again a couple of chapters later. And they lie about the exact same thing. And here's the thing. Abram, trying to save his own skin and not having a lot of faith, starts telling these lies. And you know what eventually he starts being known as? A liar, so much so that his grandson, you know what his grandson's name was? Deceiver. That's, his, his grandson was Jacob, and Jacob's name literally means deceiver. You see, some of you, you're wondering, how in the world did I get you know, where I'm at? And it's maybe because you got set on a path early in life down a specific direction or towards a destination, and maybe your parents set you off that way. But it all happens one Step at a time. One choice at a time. So as we close, I want to say this. Some of you are here and you're thinking, you know what? You think, there's no way I can get close to God. I can't be as close to God as you are. I want to show you some very specific steps that you can take today so that you can get close to God. Because following God doesn't happen by leaps. It happens by steps. The first one is this. The first step I want to show you is something called version. How many of y'all have smartphones? Let me see your hands. Okay, cool. Uh, some of you do. How many of y'all have computers? Almost everybody. All right, cool. Now, I want to show you this thing called Uversion. You can download it as a free app for your smartphone, or you can go into your computer, and you can log in, and you can create an account. In fact, I want to show you a video of just exactly what Uversion does, and I made this video this morning. So y'all take a watch and look at this. Hey, Chris from One Church here. I wanted to show you just how easy it is to start taking those small steps to your goal, and your goal is to know God better. Remember, we learn, we get closer to God, not by great leaps, but by small, consistent daily steps. Uh, I am on youversion.com, Y-O-U version.com, and I want to show you just how easy it is to daily set some time, set some time apart so that you can learn about Jesus. Once you... um. 
uh, to create your own username and password. You're going to go in here, and over to the left is you can type in different verses if you want to read. Um, on the bottom right, as you can see, this is my plan that I'm reading. Sunday morning, I read um, this morning, uh, Jeremiah 14, 15, 16, 17, and I'm on, I'm on day 223. Uh, if you would like to create your own Bible plan, reading plan, you can go up here to reading plans, click that, and you can go through all of these different reading plans. The one-year Bible, the chronological Bible, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, the Bible in 90 days, um, uh, that's going to be really intense because uh, I'm doing the Bible in a year um, and I'm reading about four chapters, three or four chapters a day. You can read through the entire New Testament in 30 days. Um, you can uh, uh, do, if you're just brand new to the Bible, you can go this first steps reading plan and it's uh, very, very good. You can read through the Psalms. Uh, you can go through just tons of different reading plans. And you know, here's the thing. You try one. If it's not a fit for you, you stop it and you try another. This is free. Um, it is one of those things that will be able to hold you accountable. And, uh, and it is a plan. It's nothing bad or good about it. It's just a plan. So try it. See if it works. And if it does, uh, you're taking one small step towards your goal of knowing God better. All right? Now that's just something that you can do. Take five minutes a day and do that. Because so many times we have these unrealistic expectations by thinking that we, you know, God calls, is going to come to you in a burning bush and say, I want you, I want you to go and sell everything that you have to get close to me. You need to know this. That's never happened to me. I've never heard God spoke and I've never seen a burning bush that doesn't burn up. All right? I, I'm saying this, though, that God doesn't ask us to go by giant leaps, but by small, consistent steps. And reading your Bible every day is one way and the best way for you to get closer to God. It's awesome. I do it. I would encourage you to do it. Now, the second thing is this. And it kind of builds off the first because some of you are like, I still don't know how to really read my Bible. I don't know how to put it all together. I feel like... I have a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle, and I don't know the picture on the box, and I can't really put it together. So many of you, that's how you approach the Bible. And I want to encourage you, we've created a small step for you called starting point. And what starting point is, we do starting points every month. We start at the second Sunday of the month. So the second Sunday in March is our next starting point, and it happens immediately after this service. And what it is, it's a 20-minute orientation where we give you a book and some CDs and some DVDs, and we're going to start giving you the tools that you need to start putting the Bible together so that you can understand it. See, some of you are like, I, I, I can't do it. That's an excuse. I mean, what if your child, when, when they first, you know, dropped down and you, they, you, you just gave birth and they started you know, crawling or walking, and it was too hard. I can't do it. So they grow 20 years later, and they're still not walking. It's too hard. What would you tell them when they were 20 years old and not walking? Yeah. All right? But that's how so many times we do spiritually. We see it's too hard. I can't do it. And I'm telling you, we want to give you the tools so that you can do it because we believe that God wants an intimate relationship with you, but it starts by you taking a step. He's already made the first step. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that you can even get to know him. 
Now you have to take that next step. And starting point is a great way to do that. Here's a video that talks about starting point. Y'all watch this. So that's starting point. And like I said, we do these monthly because we want to make it easy for you to take your first step towards God. Now some of you, you may have already done that. You may even have a relationship with God. Your next step needs to be baptism. And some of you are going, I don't know about that. That seems a little weird for me. I'm not sure. Or I'm, I'm telling you, let me tell you just exactly what baptism, what the picture of it is. Jesus, he, he died. He was buried and then he was raised again. And that's a picture of us being baptized that we're identifying with Jesus Christ. Really, baptism is telling everybody you're going public with your faith. So for some of you, you just need to get baptized. You can do that at the hub. You can sign that up. And we do baptisms the first Sunday of every month here at One Church. Let me give you another one, though. Another one is we do something the last Sunday of every month called Next after both of our services. Now, the reason, whole purpose we have next is because some of you, you've been coming to one church for maybe a month, two months, six months, and you're trying to figure out what's next for me. I like coming and sitting in rows, but I feel like I'm missing out. And I want to say very clearly, you are. So I'm encouraging you to go to next, which happens next Sunday after the service. And what we're going to do is we're going to take about 20 minutes and we're going to show you what your next step can be wherever you're at. But that is a step. It's going to next and saying, okay, I, I think I can do this. And it's taking your next step. And we're going to be able to help you walk you through there. I just want to say, some of you, your next step may just needs to be, you just need to, you need to get out, you need to get out of the service right now and you need to go call somebody and ask their forgiveness. Because God says so clearly that we can't have a good relationship with God when we hate our brother or sister. For others, your next step means you need to honor your husband. And some of you ladies, well, you don't know my husband. He's not worthy of honor. All right? Hang on. Watch out now. What I'm saying, it doesn't matter how worthy or not he is. The Bible says you should honor your husbands just like you honor Jesus. Or, guys, let me talk about you. Some of, your next step is... It needs to be to love your wives like Christ loved the church. Well, you don't know what she's done and what she's done. No, I didn't ask that. Your next step needs to love her. 
That's what you, because the Bible says, it says in a great book called Malachi, it says, I'm not going to listen to your prayers, men, if you don't treat your wives like they need to be treated. So your next step is you need to start treating other people better. All of us have a next step. You have a next step. You have a next step. You have a next step. What's your next step? A couple of questions, and then we close. This question I just came in, it says, um, and it says, uh, is it possible to have a leap every once in a while? <laughs> well, let me say this. Sometimes you can be standing still for so long in your spiritual walk that just by taking one small step of obedience, it's pretty refreshing. And it feels like you've come leaps and bounds. But really, it's just one step. You see, the reason why I don't believe in leaps is because all of us really can't leap that big. We can't leap that far. When, we're spirit, when, we're, when your child is born, he has to crawl before he can walk. And he has to walk before he can run. And he has to learn how to run before he, he can jump. And I feel like that's exactly how God does with us. When we become born spiritually and we have a relationship with him, he just asks us to take small little baby steps towards him. And after we do that for so long, we can look back and just see how far we've come. So what's your next step here? Is it forgiving somebody? Is it treating somebody better? Is it when you leave here, reading your Bible and then reading it again tomorrow and then reading it again tomorrow and then reading it again tomorrow? If you do that long enough, I promise you, you will look back and you will just see how far you've come. If you don't have a Bible, we give them away here for free. We spend a lot of money buying Bibles so that you can have one. So when you leave here, go get a Bible. And don't just let it get covered with dust. Don't put it in the bottom of your car so that, you know, kids do whatever to it and stomp it. Pick it up and read it daily. And you will look back and you will see just how far you've come. Dear God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you don't call us to unrealistic expectations. That you don't call us to leap before we can run. And you don't call us to run before we can walk. And you don't call us to walk before we can crawl. Lord, that all it takes is small steps towards you. Because every step that we take today determines the person we're going to become tomorrow. So God, I pray that all of us would have the courage to be able to take a step whatever that step is, that we would be able to say yes to you and start following in your ways. For your ways always leads to life. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.